This is I Hear Things for Friday, April 1st, rabbit, rabbit. What to do when the line stops going up. I was delighted to get out of the house last week to attend Podcast Movement Evolutions in Los Angeles. It was, in fact, my first in-person event since the last podcast movement back in 2021 uh, at the Gaylord in Nashville. And it was so great to see noses and chins and even my own nose and chin I have not seen in so long. I had the enormous honor to represent Edison Research, Wondery, and Art19 on the stage for the live premiere of Infinite Dial 2022. And thanks to the top-notch team at Podcast Movement, we were able to stream that session for Infinite Dial all over the world for watch parties and drinking games and all the things that have happened over the 24-year history of that particular study. I'll leave a link in the show notes to watch the entire thing if you'd like, and I encourage that. But a few days ago, I posted a full recap of the podcasting stats from the Infinite Dial this year on Medium and also on the Edison website, and I will include a link to those in the show notes as well. And that's where you'll find the graphs that matter and the ones that really tell the story of the current state of podcasting. The word cloud on Twitter for coverage of this talk would surely have contained the phrase audible gasp. And by now, I'm sure you know why. Yes, after nine years of pretty steady growth in podcasting, the percentage of Americans who listen to a podcast every month did in fact dip. It dipped from 41% to 38%. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a couple of months, it should now be clear to you that I've been preparing this. I've been preparing you for this all along. Unlike the magical, physics-defying properties of NFTs, the line for podcasting doesn't always go up. What matters in the long run is whether or not the trend line is up. And I think we can confidently say that it is. The number may be down from last year, but it's up from the last pre-pandemic year, 2020. And even more so with the weekly number, which went down from 28% to 26% this year, but is up from 2020's 24%. Now, I spent a lot of time at Podcast Movement and in my detailed recap piece talking about the effects of the pandemic on podcast listening. We have the benefit of seeing multiple ongoing studies like the Podcast Consumer Tracking Report and Share of Ear, all of which help us to corroborate what seems to be the most compelling hypothesis for this drop. Pandemic-related lockdowns ended for many younger Americans last year that went back to offices and schools. Now, many of those listeners were casual listeners to podcasts, maybe really only in it for a show or two. And they either temporarily or perhaps permanently dropped off the roles of active podcast listeners when they went back to their offices and their schools. You can certainly tease out the impact of newer to podcasting platforms here like Spotify and YouTube. They've been instrumental in bringing new listeners to podcasts, but not to podcasting per se. Now, I believe that is changing with both platforms, which I'll get to in a moment. But for many of these newer listeners, they're not looking for their next podcast in the same way that so many of us who have been with the medium for so long are looking for their next podcast. They aren't asking for podcast recommendations. They're doing something else. Now, here's where it starts to feel a little unfair. Probably the biggest story in Infinite Dial this year, besides the audible gasp-inducing drop in podcasting, was the rise of TikTok. In just two short years, TikTok has become the third most widely used social media platform in America, 
And with the 12 to 34s who were most likely to drop off the roles of podcasting, TikTok was number two. It actually surpassed Facebook. Now, the genius of TikTok is that more than any other social network, it asks nothing of you. It only requires you to sit back and be fed drip by drip, like the human passengers of the Axiom in Wally. TikTok is a functioning time machine for short-term hops. You want to wake up three hours in the future? Start watching TikTok. Set an alarm, though. It's hard to compete with that, especially when listening to a podcast asks a bit more cognitively than watching jerky bros prank their girlfriends and get shoes thrown at them. But compete with that you must, because as a podcaster, you are locked in battle. Not with other podcasts, not with your brethren and sestrin, but in a battle for attention, period. The answer here is not simply to put your podcasts on TikTok. That is not going to work. That is not the mental frame that people are in when they sit down in front of the gaping maw of their iPhone screen and settle in for a bout of short attention span theater. No, that's not the answer. And listen, you don't have to do any of what I've been suggesting on this show for the last several months. Time is limited. And I would rather you do one great podcast than two or three mediocre shows on various platforms. But TikTok, YouTube, and even Spotify are their own dogs, really. And content that is designed to do well on those platforms will beat most podcasts every time. The key here is to know who you are for and to stand for a thing. If you know who you are for and you stand for a thing, the form is less important than the function. If you have a sure grip on your audience, the content practically creates itself, no matter the shape or size of the container it sits in. And that is the work of creating a show. Now, I've been researching this space practically since the beginning. And from that perspective, I think we're just coming out of phase two of podcasting and tentatively lurching into phase three. Phase one comprised the first 10 years, really, of the medium. Throw it up and see what sticks. Honestly, many of us are still doing that. I count myself in there for sure. In phase one, measuring the whole space was important, and that's certainly been Edison's charge as we have played our part in the development of a podcast economy over the past several years. In phase two, the larger podcasters and networks turned their attention to revenue, and the kind of research we've been asked to do in service of that has been all about brand lift studies, ad effectiveness, and deeper insights into purchase behavior. Now, in an ideal world, this would be phase three. But in the world in which we live, someone has to pay the bills and keep the lights on. And that's been the kind of work that we've been doing for the last five years. Now, my hope is that we're moving into phase three of this medium, deeper insights into the wants, needs, and desires of current and prospective listeners for podcasts. In other words, research about content, not about mattresses and meal plans. Now, this is the kind of work that really gets me excited because it faces the future and not the past. It goes from how did we do to what could we do? And I don't really know what the intersection of podcasting and, say, TikTok looks like, but I do know that there is a body of humans out there that consumes both, and understanding those humans better is the key to a sustainable competitive advantage. Until we get there, what we can do is understand these newer, important platforms like YouTube, TikTok, and Spotify, and play the game that they have laid out for us. 
Now, I love the little tweaks that some of the most successful video content creators have incorporated for TikTok. One of my favorite categories of short-form video is from a, a newer breed of TikTok chef, and I don't even know if these people are even real chefs. And they combine clever, kind of ruthless editing with a healthy dose of ASMR, so you hear every chop, slap, bubble, and sizzle, to create these short, visceral cooking experiences. And the tweak that I love is that many of these are edited to start with the very end of the clip, the cook slowly breaking open the empanada or slicing into the perfect burger, and the end of that clip then blends seamlessly back into the beginning again, which is an acknowledgement that these aren't just short videos, they're looped. Because everything happens so fast and is so ruthlessly edited, these videos reward repeat views. And I've watched this one dude fry the same chicken maybe a hundred times. I can almost smell it. Maybe I, maybe I should even try to ma make... An, no, I'll just keep watching it. Except when I have to switch to Uber Eats to get dinner. I am particularly excited about some of the tools and features starting to come out that will help podcasters compete on these platforms. The upcoming new interface for Spotify Podcasts, for example, makes podcast discovery pretty much exactly like the TikTok experience. It's fun. What makes it work for me is not that it mimics TikTok. It's that both interfaces mimic how many of us have grown up scanning radio stations to find the next good song. And it makes the importance of that opening clip, the clip that plays immediately when someone swipes to the next podcast, that it grabs you and doesn't faff around. The TikTok chef videos don't start with introductions or the qualifications of the chef or a rundown of what they're going to cook that day. They just start in situ with some delicious meat-filled thing being pulled apart or stuffed in someone's mouth, and they just get on with it. Now, many of you do this already with your podcasts, of course. Start with something kind of provocative before you get into the intro. It's something I'm going to think about for sure. If someone gives this podcast five seconds, do I want that five seconds to be that soothing down-tempo lounge music at the start? Maybe. Or maybe something more jarring. But I'm going to think about that. Now, similarly, tools like Adori Labs, which I've included a, a link for in the show notes, are coming out to help podcasters adapt their content to YouTube. And it seems like YouTube themselves are finally stepping out from behind the curtain and potentially embracing RSS feeds. This is all good news for podcasters. It means you can work on making a podcast, which you are good at, and not a video, which many of us suck at. At least I suck at it. And let's not forget another platform that I've been talking about at length on this show for some time, Facebook. And I'll note a couple of stats here from Infinite Dial. The average weekly listener to podcasting listens to about eight episodes of podcasts in a given week. But if you are 55 plus, that number is five. It's quite a bit lower. And also, when you look at social media brand usage by Americans 55 plus, Facebook is number one by a lot. 57% say that they use Facebook. Number two here is actually sort of a tie between Pinterest and Instagram. For Americans 55 plus, Facebook remains the undisputed king of social media. Yes, TikTok has grown many times over with that demo, about six times over in two years. But for most older Americans, there's really only time in their lives for one social network, and Facebook is it. And these 55-plus humans are not yet listening to as many podcasts as they could be. They lag well behind 12 to 34-year-olds and 35 to 54-year-olds in that regard. Now, much of that is content-related, or at least in how that content is 
presented. And let's remember here, 55 plus Americans are healthier, wealthier, and sticking around for a while. I believe they also make websites and zip recruit people and need better help. Reaching those underserved listeners isn't about making more shows about retirement income. It's putting your already great shows in front of them where they are. Now, I want to close here by wrapping up what I've been trying to get across to you for these last several months on this show. This isn't a time for podcasters to let off the accelerator. It isn't a time to believe that the impacts of the pandemic have all been felt and that now things will get back to quote unquote normal growth for podcasting. There is a cap on podcasting, I will tell you. There is a cap on everything. And I'm not saying that we just bumped into it in the last year. But I am saying to assume that we did and act accordingly. I'm Tom Webster. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. This has been I Hear Things. We'll see you next time.